the Tipperary Village Tour, funded by Commission Naman with the television license fee. Tipperary's Tip FM. And Ellie's out and about for us again today. Ellie, where are you? Oh, she's not telling us for some for some reason or other. I think we might be having some difficulty uh, today in our transmission. Um, Ali, I'm just wondering if you can hear me now at this point. All right, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll take a break and we will attempt to, to get back in touch with our Ali uh, once again. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie Hi, I'm Colin Farrell and I'm a proud ambassador for Deborah, the charity for people with epidermolysis bullosa. EB is a terrible skin condition that makes your skin blister and break at the slightest touch, like a butterfly's wing. Missing layers of skin stops children from being hugged. It is life-altering, debilitating and relentless. EB has no known cure. But if you donate to Deborah today, you can help Deborah support people right now and keep searching for the EB cure that people so desperately need. Please give at deborah.ie slash give. And thank you so much. At Dolan Super Value Care, 10 euro off 50, 11 off 70, 7 off 40. Available every week off your shopping with your real rewards. Fantastic spring extravaganza giveaway is back. Only at Dolan Super Value Care. Win thousands of euro worth of household goods. Enter the draw, spend 40 euro or more in store. This week, save 33% on Super Value Irish Strip Loin Steak and Lean Diced Beef. Dolan Super Value Care, the best customer service with the the lowest prices. See Facebook and Instagram for more. At Helen's Kids Wear Friar Street Thurless, you'll be spoiled for choice with a superb range of communion dresses, bags, hair accessories, tights, shoes and socks. For boys, there is a handsome range of blazers, shirts, ties, trousers or suits. Booking is essential. For an appointment, please call Helen on 0504 58937 So much more than just a hotel The Glen Eagle has it all Fantastic live entertainment, delicious food A choice of bars and restaurants Swimming pools, tennis, squash, pitch and put And Killarney National Park on your doorstep Book your more than just a hotel break today At gleneaglehotel.com The Glen Eagle Hotel There's nowhere quite like it Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. Well, let's go back to our alley. Ellie, where are you? Yeah, good morning, Fran. I'm here in Lis Fernan in the Glen of Aherlow this morning for the latest stop on our village tour. And it's a place we've been to pretty regularly regularly before for our walks and talk series and John G of course we're no stranger to this area. <laughs> no indeed we're not it's, I suppose we're in one of my favourite places in Tipperary it's wonderful now it doesn't look like it on a morning like this but what a wonderful place I mean if you've got the hidden Ireland it really is here and what I love about going out here too is going around and we have all the communities around 
around the area. I mean, the strength of the community in the places like Upper Church and Lockmore and Port Row and the places we have been to is absolutely fantastic. So um, it's great to be here in the Glen. And again, there's a very strong sense of community here. And my first introduction to the Glen was a poem by Kickham. And it was, a, you know, about Patrick Sheehan. My, my age 34, Tipperary is my native place, not far from Aherlow. But it's a strong, I think, sense of identity that's down here. And of course, this was then, and I think we dealt with this, Alison. This was the place, of course, during the Civil War, where, you know, firstly during the War of Independence and then during the Civil War, it's very much a Republican hotbed. And I suppose that, I'd say, is a kind of intended as a compliment very much uh, to the people here. And of course, it was here that Denny Lacey, who wouldn't be too, from too far away, firstly that he had an ambush at Lisnagall that killed four RIC. And, you know, probably Denny Lacey isn't a man that has the, the profile like Dan Breen or that kind of thing. But at the same time, I think he is one of the hidden heroes. And then, of course, he was killed here in the Glen as well as that. And then, of course, Dan Breen, who seems to have had about nine lives, and I think you all know about that here, he had a miraculous escape as well when he got out the front door and Jerry Kiley, Captain Jerry Kiley, went out the back door during the Civil War and he died and Dan Breen survived. So it really is a wonderful place. And, of course, the thing I would have to say then is a great sense of community. I love the Irish language, no doubt about it. And this is the place that firstly promotes the Irish language and then about 10 years ago they were the area that won they won the award for the best community for promoting the Irish language so I mean it's full of us all around as you'd say there Absolutely. and a huge area for tourism as well and continues to be so we have the tourism people here here yes it is and I think there's a huge benefit as well because I know Adam Leahy is here but they have one benefit over all the other places I think and that is that they have a hotel right here at the heart and I was in fact up here for the walking festival and went with Jimmy Barry on one of the walks as well and that's something fan fantastic to, uh, to have there as well but then there's all the infrastructure there's the self-catering accommodation there's the lovely coffee shop which Bridget has up yeah. there which I had my coffee as well up there so it is but I do think though the problem with developing these places is the will isn't there I think generally in government the costs are becoming extremely high arbitrary decisions are made to push up costs and really, uh, I mean, these costs are, you know, and it's people who have no skin in the game who make those kind of things, and it's the people here then who have to try and make it work on the ground. But I think this has, it has done a lot, but I think there is huge potential here, but we need to get in behind them. And let's dive into some of those uh, fantastic businesses now, particularly when it comes to tourism. Ailey Shivery, how are you? Come on over here. You're Corderry Farm. Tell us about Corderry Farm. Yeah, so Corderry Farm is um, a self-catering 300-year-old uh, single-story farmhouse set on um, a working beef farm. So there's uh, 150 acres that our guests can explore. And I suppose the whole setting is a real experience for uh, our guests coming in because it's set down a, a boreen or a laneway, so it's the old grass down the centre of the road and fantastic views on the way in. And then when they arrive into us, um, they have the old farmhouse and as well as that, we've lots of facilities. Um, we have two games rooms within the courtyard and we have um, a garden and then a separate barbecue area where there's, you know, gas barbecue and pizza, wood-fired pizza oven and beautiful fairy lights. And then in the old Haggart, which was alongside the, the farmhouse, um, we have that made into a beautiful winding path down through it and there's a viewing area and then at the bottom of that there's um, a fire pit. Yeah. So I suppose as well as the animals and the accommodation then we have the unusual, um, I suppose, facility of having 
there's almonds on our farm. So we've recently opened up a second almond and um, we work with uh, Arla Tourism with the loop walks through us mm -hmm. and Ballyhara for the Ballyhara Way comes through the centre of our farm. Um, this second dolmen that's coming into, into being again, into life again. So we have um, archaeologists are coming to assess it and then they'll write out a plan for us and how we bring it back to life and how we... That's very away. exciting. It is. It's, it's very unusual because there's no real other accommodation, I think, yeah, really in Ireland that, that level has of history that, there, yeah. with that level of history. And did you do, I mean, since COVID, did you do, I mean, there's a move towards self-catering. Did, did, did that benefit you, we'll say? Or was it a disadvantage, really? Um, I suppose we kind of opened up in, so we're there for three years now. We opened in 2021, so we opened just coming out of COVID. Um, so that kind of time gave us, gave us a bit of breathing space to renovate the cottage. It's very much kept to the traditional style. We, we, we did it up, but we kept, you still have the sloping floors and sloping walls. And that's what people love is the history and the heritage of the area. And I think, um, it's the whole experience people get when they come in. It's not just a building. It's not just a stay. Um, they've all the rest of you know, the animals and all the rest of the facilities and then the unusualness of yeah. the dolmens. And it also featured in a short film there recently. Tell me about that. Yeah, yeah. So that was really good. Uh, I just out of the blue got a phone call one day um, from Pete Moles from Outpost Productions asking would we be interested in facilitating a film. So I didn't really know what that was about. Um, but they came and they looked at the farm and like any of these things, it's kind of a long process. So yeah. they came back with their production company and with the cameraman to see if it was suitable. And uh, they needed lots of different areas. So we suited, we suited them, the scenery. And then because we have our own hill and our own forestry and the river runs through. So we had lots of different places and lots of different areas for them to take uh, to film on. Yeah. Um, so there's about 40 plus um, production team there. And we got loads of compliments. They all said it was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was made for the film festivals, for the international film festivals. Um, it has done very well. It has won loads of awards. And it was shown on RT there just before Christmas. And it, open up the, uh, it opens up a global market for you then in terms of tourism, doesn't it? It does. Um, a, a huge uh, percentage of our guests are Americans. Yeah. So that's really good for the area because yeah. they get out and about and they spend locally. They see all the local attractions. But they'll do the shopping locally and they'll do uh, they'll go out to eat to the local restaurant, so you know it's helping everybody. And just tell us about the steak award as well that you won recently. I was glad to hear. Uh, about yeah, that. so we won the best filled steak in the world. Which That's was, incredible. Yeah, that was that was a big honour because there's uh, I think it's 28 countries that are involved, and there's 31 different breeds that are tested. And, and it's a blind testing, so you've international judges that are from the UK, Europe, and Australia, and uh, they involve uh, uh, the judges are, um, you know, food scientists yeah. and chefs and people within the trade. So it was really nice. So as they said, their quote from them was, um, pitch a perfect fillet with all the flavour to back it up. Ah, fantastic. So. Well done, Bula Boss, for that. I think the best steak in the world can be found here in Arhalo. Um, we're going to Arhalo House now. Adam Leahy, how are you? Come on over. Don't be frightened. I'm Come not, on I'm over not, here. <laughs> How are you doing? Great, great. Of course, Arhalo House, and John was saying it as well. I mean, it's very unique to have such a, a popular and such a big hotel essentially in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? And for it to still be going and still be successful. Yeah, it's in a unique location, great location with the Galtys at the backdrop. Uh, very famous, very popular for weddings, um, the walking festival every January, yeah. huge success, uh, and we have a good 
daily trade um, with the locals and, and other, other people as well, especially on the weekend. You know, mm. So we do good food up there as well. So it's great to be part of this area, especially from myself. I'm from Tipperary Town, so it's only a stone throw away. So yeah. There are it's unique challenges, though, I'd say, when you go into the shoulder season, isn't that right, and the off-season. In other words, that we'll say in Dublin, you have an all-year-round mm. business. You don't here. So you need other events and that kind of, of thing in a destination to bring people in, isn't that right? And you are open all year round, aren't you? But we're open all year round. We, we go into short term from November to March. So we close Mondays and Tuesdays. Um, so we're open Wednesday to Sunday, but we, we do great... Uh, trade on the weekend, you know, we do communions, confirmations this time of year, uh, christenings, uh, anniversaries, birthday parties, so we do, do we do a range of things, so kind of all those things are great for us, so, but yeah, you're right, uh, this time of year is difficult, but you just have to get through this time yeah. of year and then come into March, April, then we're... Yeah. And how is the Hold season on. looking ahead, because there's been a lot of gloomy reports, you'll have your first bookings coming in now, how is it looking ahead, are you, are you optimistic for the coming season? Oh yes, uh, very optimistic. I mean, we have um, a lot of weddings on the books this year. Uh, next year seems to be growing even further, but let alone this year we have uh, a huge amount of um, communions, confirmations, Easter's looking strong, and, and the summer is every year is consistent. So yeah. um, we, we have no worries about uh, that at the moment. But yeah, look, the trade is in a bit of a tough period at the minute with all the increases uh, infl in, in, inflation uh, and the whole lot but look yeah. you, you can only do what you can do and the huge local support of course you have yeah. as well will, will help that oh it's great it's yeah. great we have massive local support and sure without yeah. that you I know. went in there one Sunday and I couldn't get a seat. So that, uh, that <laughs> news for me, but pull a bus for yeah, you. Yeah, you know? no, no, Sundays are um, great. Sundays are great, yeah, and they're consistent. So, yeah. yeah. Well done. And, yeah, and continued you. success to you yeah. and everyone in Arlo House. Thanks a million. That's Adam Leahy. Thanks a million. Uh, Bridget Ryan, then. Bridget, you have, um, I think you're living my dream at the moment. Tell me about Reen Coffee. I suppose we, we like to consider re kind of the seasoning on the plate, which is Arlo tourism. We're a very small part um, of what goes on here, but uh, we feel that in the last two or three years, we've kind of really added to the uh, tourism scene here. So what we are is we're a, um, a coffee box. Um, we're a convertible coffee box, a remote coffee box, and we move um, to different events. But our, our yeah. key, uh, key space is Christ the King. Um, and we're there every Saturday and Sunday over from, like, from now until the end of the season. And when did you set up? Uh, we set up just at the end of COVID. We were still kind of in that lockdown era, and it was phenomenal. I mean, we had, I would honestly say, we had thousands of people above there on a Sunday because at the time, bars and restaurants were still in restricted hours. So it was just, it became a meeting place during that time for people just to hang out. I mean, I think we had a Sunday that was so busy that the guards had to come up and kind wow. of look after traffic yeah. because people, um, there's a huge growth in kind of coffee. It's, it's become it's, a commodity. It, it's kind of replaced yeah. how we would have drank kind Absolutely. of before and celebrated. I mean, let's be honest, you know, nobody likes sipping more than the Irish and now we've just converted that from our pub trends over to coffee trends yeah. and I mean coffee shops the whole coffee industry is probably one of the, the largest growing yeah. industries in the world at the moment Bridget you got me as they say out of a house one time I was leading a group we were coming over from Banshee it was the most awful day and it was waiting for everything else and I promised them all coffee onto Adam in the hotel and gee because then they were all faltering you know and the next thing is next thing like manna from heaven we 
I came out there and there's a, a, a coffee, everything waiting. I said, look, I have it all arranged for you. Obviously, I knew all the time you were there. So the coffee was absolutely uh, wonderful. And of course, the great thing about you is you're able to keep your costs fairly low. Isn't yes, that right? yeah. They're not like Adam, you know. No, you, no, you know. no. We, 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 listen, we, we have been hit with things like 20 cent um, you know, uh, environmental taxes on, on a coffee cup. And, mm. you know, when you're buying coffee cups in, in thousands, mm. that extra, that 20 cent does feel, and, you know, the price of coffee, and we, we have to source ethically, which means that all of our coffee comes from somewhere where it isn't a small child that's picking the coffee bean, but it's ethically sourced, the farmers are paid well. All of our, our baked goods are sourced locally, and all of our staff are hired within a two, three mile vicinity. So we, we see ourselves as more than just a tourist. We're giving back into the community as well and making sure. So we've got like three local girls now who are trained baristas. They're in college and they're ready to, if they want to do J1s or they, and we've sent them like for actually professional barista training, even though we're a small coffee van. And we keep on rotating. So when younger girls are over or, and boys are 15, 16 onwards, we want to hire them and train them. And, and it's, it's, we're giving a trade back into the community I as well. Yeah. I see the Glen as a destination, certainly. And, uh, you know, you're part of it. Adam is creating that as well as that. Uh, you know, all of these coming together, you have a destination. People can come here and, you know, almost do everything they want to here. And I think that's the way that we're moving. We're moving out of urban areas into rural areas, but we have a very tight cost price. Yeah, squeeze. and remind us when, when you're open then. So we're open from? Saturdays and Sundays. Christ the King, you can't miss us. We're the nice bright green van, right with the mountains as our background. And uh, one of the most important things that we practice is we not only offer excellent coffee and probably the best baked goods in the country, yeah. we, we're not afraid of saying that. We offer a moment of mindfulness. In a time when people are struggling with their mental health at the moment, um, and when we're running to doctors for sources, we would like to think that that five minutes that you take for yourself to sit, sip a tea or a coffee with the Galtee Mountains as your view yeah. can be more therapeutic than any medication that you could possibly imagine. Fantastic. Look okay. forward to having Thank a cup. So Thanks a million, Bridget. Thank you. Now we're going to talk Liz Fernand. Patricia. Hi, How are you doing? Lovely to meet you. Good morning. No. Tell me about Liz Fernand National School. Um, we're situated here in the Glen of Ireland. We're very fortunate in the beautiful location we have for our school. We have 127 wonderful students and 10 amazing staff. And we're very, very lucky with the group we have. And I brought two of my six uh, class girls along today to tell morning. us a little bit about the morning. activities. What's your own name? I'm Emma Flanagan. Emma, and you're in sixth class? Yeah. And your name? Nessa Maloney. Nessa, good morning to you both. Are you happy to be here? Yeah. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Tell me some of the stuff you've been doing. I know you've been very busy between school band events and I think you did a cross country lately, didn't you? Yeah, so we, the girls finished gold, a gold team medal. And That's fantastic. Yeah, and the boys just missed out on one. Oh, well, <laughs> girls were better, weren't they? <laughs> and what was that like in terms of preparing for it? Was that difficult? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mr. Sexton had us running. Really? Um, about six laps every day. <laughs> out the pitch, out yeah. the back of the pitch every yeah. day. Yeah. Did you enjoy it, though? Yeah, it was great fun. Um, tell me, Nessa, yourself, are you involved in the school band? Yeah, um, so we're currently getting ready for St. Patrick's Day. Ooh. I think we're marching in care this year, is it? Uh, can you tell me what, what, what it'll be like, or is that a secret? Have we a float? Um, I'm not sure. I think yeah, keeping it under wraps, good girl, that's the job, Nessa. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> There's a lot of preparation, I'd imagine, goes into things Massive like St. Patrick's amount. Day and the cross-country you're talking about and the school band. Yes. Where do you find the time for it all? Well, we have very enthusiastic and energetic staff and students, so yeah. we're very fortunate and whatever they put their minds to, they give it 110%. So Fantastic. we're blessed in that sense. 
Uh, Ms O'Brien would have been part of uh, our marching band has a massive history locally. It was established yeah. in 1971. And Ms O'Brien would have marched in the band as a child and followed right through. Yeah, tell me about that, because it's very unique for a school to have its own band like that, isn't it? Yes, if I, if I can cast my mind back to 1971, the, the band was set up here by a man that came from Dublin, a man called Dan Creed, and he had the great idea of setting up a band. So today, 50, 53 years later, our band is still going. Um, we have tin whistles, bell, lyres, drums, and at the moment, the fifth and sixth class kids are also learning brass. Brilliant. So it's a big undertaking to get them yeah. dressed in uniform. You know, they have a proper uniform and the whole lot. So it has taken years. So I think the band is a reflection of the yeah. whole atmosphere within the school. And um, it, it's, we're very proud of it in the Glen of Arherlow. Yeah, it's a fantastic achievement. So tell me, what instruments do you play then? I play the French horn and the tin whistle. Really? Well done. And you? I play the tin whistle and trumpet. And what's your favourite? Play. Don't mind yeah, I don't anything? Well, Patricia, you're putting a lot of schools to shame here, <laughs> aren't you? Cross countries and instruments and bands and everything. But what's ahead? I know the girls were saying about the St. Patrick's Day Parade. We're what else is coming up for you? We have lots of events coming up in the last term. We have a cross country event that we hold ourselves in the school, and there's a number of other activities. We've soccer taking off as well yeah. next season. Um, we've girls are in the handball, yeah, we'll the Olympic, Olympic handball. handball. Olympic handball. Yeah. When is that on? So it's on the 12th of March, so we won the county final in that. So now we're going to the Munsters. You must be court. sick of winning stuff, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the boys, so all the fifth and sixth class boys and girls are all going to Cork now for the Munster finals of the Olympic handball. That's right. Nessa, and you say it like, oh yeah, it's just, just another final, we're in, no big deal. You should be very proud of yourselves. Yeah, no, it's great to get the opportunity to yeah. play it as well, because not a lot of other schools do, so it was a great. And are you playing um, GA locally then as well? Yeah. We play. We both play for. Yeah. Where do you have time in the day? <laughs> Are you back training? Um, not yet. Next no. couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah I think the juveniles training, like the younger girls, are starting back this Saturday now as well. So yeah. it'll be great to get going again. And you've a fine team here. We've met you a few times, God knows. <laughs> you've a great team. All the best with it. All the best for St Patrick's Day. You're going to have a busy year ahead, Patricia. And yes, all the best. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thank for you so much. Thank you. Thanks, much. Thanks a million. Now, a big part of any community then as well is the community creche, and we've, we've met members who've set up and done great work with community creches right across the county. Mary Hayes, you're over it here. Tell us about Lullabies and Laughter. Lullabies and Laughter is a community creche that was purpose-built in 2009. We're very lucky. We got one of the last grants from the government, so we got three quarters of a million purpose-built. We started off in 2009 with 20 children and four staff. We now have 90 children on our books and 15 staff. That's fantastic. For an area like this, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, when we opened we thought, oh my God, what are we going to do? Will we ever fill it? And now I could fill a second crash. Wow. But it's, it, it is down, it's, it's a team effort, there's a great team, you know, we all work together as a team. We take children from 12 months to 12 years and you were talking there to the school. Yeah. We will take the children 8 to 9 in the morning, we'll drop them down to school, then we'll collect them at 2 and 3, so it works out for the community. That's a dream and yeah. it's keeping kids in their own community. They don't have to go into towns, into kind of crashes where they don't know anyone that are a bit sterile, aren't they? Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, it's a lovely community yeah. area and as I said, we moved in in 2009 
nine. I'm a Limerick woman, but I must say... You the, won't hold that against uh, you. Don't, uh, don't hold <laughs> it against me. But I must say, the community here is so inviting. And any time we have anything going on in the pressure, if we need help or anything, yeah. you just go, do you know what, we could do with this, and the community helps us out. So yeah. I can't say anything but nice things about Liz Vernon. I'd love to see a few more of those community crashes. There's too few in the, in the county, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. No, I think every, every school next to it should have a community crash and then the whole village and community are all it goes from start to finish yeah um but i suppose all the grants are gone now so you're not going to get any more um but yeah it's badly needed as i said we could fill a second crash if we had when you look back at it now there might be communities listening to this saying we'd love to do something like that but the thought of it freaks me out so much is it a lot of work well it was a lot of work in 2009 and the red tape that's there now is is crazy but it's worth it yeah because you see you as you said all the local people can and their children here they could drop their children head off to work they know they're safe and then they can come back and we have until six yeah. o'clock but open. it should be made easier for people to do yeah. it shouldn't yeah, it? yeah. It, it absolutely should yeah uh, get rid of the red tape and just let us enjoy the children anyone who's looking maybe to make contact with you how can they do that they, well i hate to say but we're full for september but our landline is 062 Mary, thanks so much. Continued success to you. Thanks Thank so you much, Mary, much. and all Take the best care. to everyone at Lullabies and Laughter. We're going to Liam now. Poor Liam's been waiting a while. Come on over, Liam. Mick is very excited that I talk to you because he says you have a pile of stories for me. First of all, tell me what you do locally. Um, I'm an agricultural contractor. So, quiet time of year? Um, or is there yeah, ever a quiet time of year? The weather. It's all about the weather. Yeah. Probably the biggest problem we have at the moment is all the rain and stuff. Um, but when the weather dries up, we'll get very busy again and stuff, getting slurry and stuff out. Yeah. So it's um, the weather is always a big problem in my land. Always, yeah. yeah. I can imagine. So it's a quiet time. Mick, come on, what? He's he building a new house as well. So Are you? Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether he's a woman found yet or not. Well, <laughs> well, you can put it out there now anyway, Liam, if you're looking for one. I have a woman. I have a... Oh, see, so you hear that yeah, now, yeah, Mick? Yeah, Back yeah, off now, yeah, Mick. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, he also does... Uh, other type of contracting as well. You, you had a lorry on the road and all that, like, or you have no? I don't. Um, no, I, I sell. Uh, we also sell machinery as um, all slurry equipment and stuff like that. Uh, Fantastic. And all that dribble bars and all that stuff. So, so you're in for a busy summer, so. Yeah, we'd always be busy and with silage just all the time and all yeah. that stuff, and we do digger work and. Does, does a bit of everything really, I suppose. Yeah. Can I ask, how is farming at the moment? I mean, you know the way the, the, the milk price has fallen so much and that you find you're the first people that will be hit by that. Are you noticing that already? Are we still pounding ahead? Yeah, most definitely. The price, the price of milk, I suppose, has a big effect on, on mm. everything on everything we do. Um, and also the, the soaring prices of machinery and fuel. Fuel at the minute is, is crazy. The price of fuel is just... And interest rates have gone up as well as yeah, that. So. I, I, Everything and the price of machinery, the new machinery has gone absolutely just through the roof. It's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, that's my feeling. I know I go on about rural Ireland, yeah. but I feel that the things like agriculture and tourism and that, they're being hit particularly badly, and those are the things that are the powerhouse of rural Ireland. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, like For me, we don't have any other option but to burn diesel, and it, yes. it, it is a big problem. Like the price of fuel, I think it's gone up. It's, it's gone up actually again today. Even fuel is that again? Yeah. Yeah, it's gone up again, um, and it doesn't seem to be looking like it's going to come down. And You'll never have an electric tractor, will you? you know? <laughs> Maybe in the future. If it's a long way. It, it seems. It's, yeah. it, at the moment, there doesn't seem to be any other option. Bear, bear, burn, and diesel, and that's 
It, it is affecting us big time. And do you think there's a lot of people around who don't realise the realities of life in rural Ireland? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Like a lot of people don't know where their food probably is coming from and maybe they should be a bit better educated mm. to know where their food and stuff is coming yeah. from. Liam, anyone who's looking to contact you, how could um, they do it? You can 0879809655, that'll be my contact number. Great, thanks so much. No Lovely to talk to you today. Thank thanks for that, Liam. Uh, we're going to uh, Josephine next. How are you, Josephine? Good morning, Alison. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Tell me about the Wheelchair Association and the work done locally. Okay, so the Irish Wheelchair Association is based here in Tipperary Town, but we provide a service to people from all over South Tipperary. And I suppose we've got a long-standing history as well with the Glen of Aherlow. Um I'm from Aherlow myself, and a couple of our staff are from Aherlow, and obviously we have members from the Aherlow area. Um, but uh, we go out from our base location in Tipperary Town in the morning and we collect service users from all over South Tipperary and we bring them in or else they're going out on a day trip or an activity or an outing. Uh, so it's something that uh, fills uh, people with disabilities' lives and they get to come out and enjoy and interact with their local community. And I suppose recently we had a massive fundraiser which was in conjunction with Arlo Ladies Gaelic Football Association yeah. where Stuart Maloney ran 100k over 24 hours. He took on an epic challenge. Um, yeah, crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Um, but he ran. Um, he ran uh, the hundred k uh, from. He was doing four k every hour on the hour. So all through the night and everything he ran. So we were delighted that between Arlo LGFA and the Irish Wheelchair Association, we raised over eighteen thousand. That's fantastic. Yeah, but look, the community here is absolutely fantastic. People are so good to give to local causes and mm -hmm. and to other causes as well. But we're we're just delighted to have raised. That that amount of money and it's been a fantastic uh, working working relationship with Arlo LGFA but I suppose we've mm. done that with the Glen 5k um, we've uh, worked with different uh, organisations in Arlo to, to raise funds and it's always a kind of a holistic approach and to get people with disabilities out and active and, and yeah. to be exercising you don't have to have um, you know, uh, you don't have to have full body movement to be able to exercise so that was our whole focus of that in, in the 100 in a day and we're delighted to have raised yeah, so much money. That's fantastic. And the support then that you get locally I'm sure plays a huge part in that. Tell me about what's planned for the year in terms of fundraising. Oh well um, I suppose we, that was the biggest fundraiser that we'll have this year. We'll have our national fundraiser as well later yeah. on in the year but I suppose that the, the support that we get from our local community here and in all of uh, South Tipperary is phenomenal altogether. We have a school leaver service then based in Feathertown Park as well uh, where young adults are coming in and they're doing ETB programs based on what they want to do as they get older. Uh, some of them are learning, passing their driving theory test at the moment. Some of them um, are doing cookery programs. So it's, it's really based on an all-inclusive approach to how they can improve their lives and live independently and make their own choices and decisions. Well done and well done on all your work on it to, to date as well. Josephine, lovely to talk to you this morning. Thank Thanks you very so much, much for having me. Frank yeah, Frank Frank I was delighted to see you coming in with cheese. There's two ways to my heart. It's cake and cheese and you found one of them today yes. tell me about come on closer here to me well, and tell from me from the blues cheese creamery yeah we established here in Atlow in 2016 all our cheeses now are all handmade cheeses we do it the old school way we currently have we're currently making 27 different types of cheeses with all our milk sourced locally we do a lot of, an awful lot of blue cheeses Arlo Blue being our favourite yeah our best seller and we're making a lot of not goodies goodie cheeses uh, they're done in sheep's milk, 
goats and cows. Is it all locally sourced milk then? All well? locally sourced from Richard Dunhamman up there on Belly Karen, just up the road. Yeah. And we get all goats milk then from Mike and McGilligan in New Inn. And when did he start? And we established in 2016. Wow. So yes. it's you're only about seven, eight years in. Seven this year, eight, eight years in. Seven or eight years in. We're flying up. Because that was nearly the height of... We were just at the beginning of COVID then yes. at that stage as well. So how was it kind of keeping a new business ticking over during it's that time? It's not easy. I and it's, still, it's still not easy, but yeah. we, we're going quite well. Um, we, we sell an awful lot of stuff now. We do a lot of, an awful lot of our dealings selling, selling the warm material at farmers markets in Clement and the Thursday. Yeah. We'd be in Kilkenny on a Friday and Dublin and Dublin, or sorry, Dublin on a Friday and Kilkenny then the Saturday. Uh, we import an awful lot of our stuff. We, we send our trees a fair way as Mercy and, and French. Wow. And where is it most popular? Huh? Where is the most, like, where are you getting the most orders from? Uh, we, do, we do an awful lot of orders up in Belfast. Right. We get a, a huge amount of orders there from the Limburg uh, Farmers Market in Limburg uh, and the old English market in Cork. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, the English market, I know it's been there for a long time, but the farmers markets are very important in terms Absolutely. of pushing local hugely, products, hugely, aren't they? Hugely, yeah. 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 What about retail then? I mean, do you have you, you, you try to position yourself with the main supermarkets, or is no, that very difficult? You don't operate there at all. No, but we don't sell at farmers markets, we export. Oh, you export? We export out to Mercy and France. Yeah. And if you can sell cheese to a Frenchman, you can sell you cheese can. to yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So um, you were saying about the, the farmers markets as well. For anyone maybe who's looking to, to look for more information online, are you, oh, have yeah, you an online presence as well? The Blues Cream. The Blues Cream Limited. You can find us online. Uh, with, all, with all details of all our trees is online. A lot well, we seem to have lost uh, reception to, uh, to Liz Fernand. So what I'll do is I'll take a break and we'll see if we can't uh, get them back in just uh, a moment's time. If it matters to you, it matters to us. Call TIP today on 1-800-938-007. I think we've restored that line to uh, Ali. Let's go back to you there, Ali. Yeah, we're back here. Thanks, Fran. Sorry about that. There was a little drop in, in coverage. We actually had to move. We were in um, Roni's pub, first of all, this morning. We had to come up to the community hall. Um, now, to be fair, all our phones are fine. It might be the machine. I'm not going to blame poor Alice for Dan at all. But uh, we were finishing up there with the cheese. So tell me, how can people contact you there again? Uh, you can contact us there. And, uh, we're online, the Blues Creamery Limited. Lovely stuff. And I look forward to tucking into that cheese Absolutely. later. Absolutely. Enjoy. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going next. Come on over here. Tell me your name. Helen Morrissey. Uh, Helen, perfect. Yeah. We're going to talk about tours, yeah. aren't we? I have to tell you a story now about the Blues Creamery. Go on. Uh, going back a couple of years ago, because um, we just called Pete McDonald's Cheese. That's all we ever called. I didn't realise the name of the Blues Creamery. We had a man come into the tourist office one day uh, looking for the Blues Creamery. And the girl in the office had no idea. Absolutely no idea. And she rang me. I said... The only one I could possibly think of, I said, it must be Pete McDonald. So that's how I came to know what the actual name of it was. And tell me then about tourism, because uh, we were speaking to John. We're hoping for a good year. I know it's it's going to be a very difficult year, especially when we look at, in, in terms of availability of accommodation. How do you think this year's 2024 is going to fare in terms of tourism? Well, I suppose accommodation in some of the areas is going to be a major issue. 
probably one of the plus factors for us here in the Glen is we have two campaign caravan parks um, and they bring in a huge amount of visitors here over the summer. We're just approaching the month of March now. They will be opening their doors after the winter season. Most of the two of them close for the winter. Yeah. Um, so kind of Patrick's Day, Easter is in, East, in March this year. So they will be they will be opening their doors now and they bring in a huge amount of visitors. And if there was something you could, you know, You've been you've been synonymous with the Glen for I don't know like, for so long. We won't mention how how long. But what if you could just may have a magic wand? You must have seen the difficulties. What would you like to change about the way we organise tourism or the way we support it? I suppose when you look at the group that I worked for Glen of Ireland Falter, um, you know you have small groups like that in local areas. We have a lot to offer. We have reasonable amount of accommodation. Now some of them have closed. The B&B sector in particular has been hardest hit. You know, um, I suppose for small groups it's very hard to go out and market yourself. You have to work with uh, county tourism. For us it's temporary tourism, uh, Munster Vales. You've got to work with these people. Yeah. You've got to have a good network with them. You know, like today temporary tourism have their, their forum in, in Cashel today. You know, you have to be part of all of these uh, because the smaller community tourism groups don't have the budgets. Yeah. That's the bottom line. It's we, expertise, isn't yeah. it, in marketing? And, and tell me about Club Kiol as well. Yeah, uh, we started Club Kiol about, oh, maybe 12, 13 years ago. And we started as a summer season for July and August, um, looking at sort of visitors being in the area. Uh, so basically what it is, it's um, ordinary people, you, me, Mike, whoever is in the room, uh, they sing, they play instruments, they play music, they recite a poem, you might occasionally have an old dancer. Um, so what we do is when we started it off, we moved to a different venue each week, generally yeah. pubs. We have one dry venue. <laughs> um, so, and it's been very successful, successful in the summer months for July and August because you have visitors course, in the area, yeah. um, but hugely successful also for the locals. Um, so it kind of evolved to us doing one a month. Actually, we're starting now for 24 uh, tomorrow night. We're in Denny Leahy's pub in Tip Town. Um, and so we could have anything up to maybe 40 or 50 people. Some people just come because they like the music, yeah. the songs. Um, some people come to perform and we have every age group. We have people in their 80s. I'll mention one man in particular. He won't mind me saying it, James Hayes. He's been coming to us from day one. He loves to sing. He's a wonderful singer and a great supporter. Down, everything in between, and we have young people in their 20s That's who fantastic. come. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. And it's it's an outlet for people who don't have somewhere else to go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and it's keeping Irish music alive. It is, yeah. Um, yeah. And we, we start at half eight. I'll put that in inverted Two. commas. Yeah. yeah. Um, Irish Irish time. Irish time. And we started that because we figured, you know, European visitors, foreign visitors like to go out early and go home early, yeah. unlike Irish people. Yeah. But so we, we, you know, it's not a late night thing. Yeah. Um, and it's literally, we have a vanity, who's usually me, um, and we go around the room, you know. So you know the different people, you yeah. know, what they can do and who can sing and who can tell a story. Anyone maybe who's looking for information on where you are on any given night, where can they go um, for that? Well, I suppose it's on all our social media, so it is. So how, what we do is, is uh, we run a web text, so anybody who wants to be informed or keep in the loop yeah. about it, we put them on our web text and we notify them a week before the next session um, and then the night before as well where we are and what time we'll be on. Lovely. Helen, lovely to talk to you this morning. Thanks so much for coming along. John O'Gorman, come on over here to me. You're waiting so long.
Come on over. How, How are you doing? How are you doing? Now, John, you're with I've our local. I'm, I'm oh, very no. nervous. Don't yeah. be nervous at all. We're all friends here, John. Me, um, but you know what? And it's great to highlight the community. Yeah. And, and the work of the community council, which you're a part of, is a huge part of that as well. Tell me about the work that you're doing. Well, we're, we're, we're the community, our local Ross Community Council. And uh, we've been going since about 2006. And to tell you the truth, COVID nearly killed us. Really? Yeah, because because nobody could come yeah. as a community. And so our, our, our central uh, purpose was, was gone. Yeah. So we're picking up the pieces bit by bit uh, ever since. And, uh, we, you know, we've, we've been developing things uh, for the, 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 the last few years, uh, such as you can see, we just, we just got this place uh, all painted. It's fantastic here. It's a beautiful hall. Yeah, it's a great hall. Yeah. Um, and it's a great focus in, in the community for things. Yeah. So we ended up here this morning. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and we're grateful for it. Thanks yeah. so much for that. Tell them what you've been planning for 24. Okay, we've an awful lot of stuff uh, uh, going on. Uh, and, and, and basically, the development in the community from, from, the, from the viewpoint of an organization like this depends on people. So, so what we have is we've got a very, very dedicated um, community council. Yeah. Um, and we have done lots of stuff, but there's lots and lots more that we'd like to do. Yeah. And if I could just take a minute out just, just to say um, that, that uh, we couldn't do any of this unless we got loads and loads of support from, from the community and also from, from outside agencies as well. Yeah. So I, I think I will actually mention them. Of course, yeah. Okay, so, so, so Pubble are the people who enabled us to, to, to get to, to refurbish the, the hall. Yeah. And we've, we have we've classes in here uh, 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 every week from, from the ETB which I always get the name of wrong. It's, it's the Why, what do you call it? Well, do, it's the Educational Training Board, isn't yeah, it? I, thank you very much. Because <laughs> You're I, welcome. I always think of, I always, the word tourism always comes okay. into Okay, the Educational Tourism something. Board, yeah. The County Council have been incredibly yeah. supportive. And uh, this year, Science Foundation Ireland uh, gave us support. And we had, a, we had a big talk in here for Science Week. It was Fantastic. absolutely it's it was, great to see. Are you responsible for the woodlands? You know the beautiful natural woodland park down near Laharlow. I mean that's fantastic. Whoever does it was no, that's, that's Aharlow Falls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're doing they're doing all the hard work and we're doing the easy work. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's a that's why to the community. that's why that's why I'm in this seat is because I'm I'm too old to do any hard work anymore. So so yeah, this year this year through. Um, the Community Foundation Ireland, we got, we got a grant. We're going to develop a biodiversity plan for the Glen. Um, yeah, which is great. Yeah. We'll get some sort of a, of a, of a, of a baseline for this, yeah. um, and, uh, and that's going, going forward. Our AGM is, is in about 10 days' time on yeah. Thursday week, and uh, today's Thursday, isn't it? It is. Well, yeah, no, today, yeah, today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Today's okay, Wednesday. so it is Thursday week. So this week, yeah. But I really want to, when I have the opportunity, invite as yeah. many people to come forward. We can get involved in so many uh, new projects yeah. uh, if, we have, if we have the people. Yeah. Yeah. John, so, lovely to talk to you this morning. Thanks so much for talking to us. Thank you very much. Um, have, we make, have we Kathleen here? Is Kathleen here? Hello, Do you know what? How are you doing? Eddie, Welcome to the parish. When I said to my son last night, you know who I'm meeting tomorrow? I'm meeting F and Eddie tomorrow. Hey! What? Will you get his autograph? Oh! Yes, I will. How are you, Eddie? Can't never feeling better, boy, to see you around. And the Glen, it's a bit cloudy, but it's something else. The sound of the birds this morning. Amazing. Everything going well. People arriving, walking, doing all them loops up here at the back of us and slaving them up, heading for Cora. 
It's unbelievable. They come from America, they come from China, they come from Hong Kong, you name it. Frank Curry was said, will you ask Eddie, what is he doing now? What am I doing? Well, I'll be straight. And, and you're doing very little, Frank. You're but you right. were, I, I know you were in Kerry lately, but we'll say no more about that. <laughs> First, Jeff, Are you still going busy. to matches and commentating on matches? No, not, not really commentating, but giving That's my opinion, all right, like, you know. But I get around to them. What I, what I really enjoy is going to see the grandchildren playing, yeah. the local school here playing, the local clubs, you know. That's my, my hobby. And running, like, athletics is back in the Glen. It was there in the 1800s, even, there, you know what I mean? And everything going forward. A lot of things happening, good things, you know. Yeah. And I understand you, you kind of have strong opinions on referees. That's what I have. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of have very strong oh, yeah. opinions you at know, times, I think, what you Very good, very good. Yeah, yeah. Sure. They have to be checked. Even the commentator. De- De- Eddie, you're dead right. Well. They do have to do be you know, checked. You know what I mean? That's a big question mark on the blackboard now. You see it in the school, even. Well, yeah. I mean, when you see school matches now, I mean, look at the, the Hearty Cup and how they've been performing oh. that. I mean, it's incredible. It was, yeah. That was, that was brilliant. And then, right, conditions were terrible, but oh. the lads gave it all then. And to see Mary I to pull it out was unbelievable. Yeah. With a, f- a few tip lads. A I good few tip lads. Yeah, a good few yeah, tip lads. Which was brilliant. Things. Tell me, what are you predicting for the year ahead anyway for the hurlers and the footballers? Oh, I think, t- well, in the football, we'll, we, we keep competitive, which they are starting now. They are, they're doing a bit, like the minors as well. Yeah, you have to start somewhere yeah. and try and keep building, and the holders are coming. Do you know what I mean? They're getting strong. We know what's out there ahead of us. Mm. But so look, they're going to be really competitive, and it's enjoyable no matter whether you're going to yeah. be. You're, you, you really look forward to going to those games, you know. Who have we next, Mick? Tell me. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Eddie, uh, we've Kathleen and Nelly, the two yeah, that organised. said you're taking up all my time. I'm so sorry. Well, you don't have to worry. Yeah. But growing up in Lisfanan was something else. Uh, serious memories of Lisfanan and Arlo. Lots of stories about. Fellas trashing the old style, everything. Yeah. So I will sign off. The <laughs> grandest spot in Ireland. Liz Vernon. Liz Vernon. Eddie, great to see you. Thanks, million. Karen, how are you doing? Kathleen. Oh, Kathleen. Nelly. Sorry, Kathleen. Nelly. Nelly. How are you all? You're the folks that run the, the business below the shop. Yeah, Kathleen, we were in there this morning yes, and our machine was acting up, so we had to come in here. I was sorry to miss the comfort of the all, pub. No I mean, for businesses in the area, yes. I mean, I'm always amazed coming into villages because there, there seems to be this word going around that villages are dying, but yeah. all of the villages I've come to, they're not. No, and no. that is because of the great communities yeah. and the great local businesses operating. Yeah, no, we're still doing fine. You know yeah. what I mean? We have the pub is going fine. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. pub shop is doing all right. You know, yeah, so yeah. It's hard yeah. work. We put in long hours. But if you enjoy doing it, it's, it's everything, yeah. you know. It's yeah. nice to have a community <laughs> shop. Still it running is. and uh, because they're few and far between now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah individual shops have yeah. been us still, and anyway, we still have the health to do it. And, and we're, we're blessed we have it for as long as we can. Yeah. 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 How long have you been operating now? Well, 1858. Wow. 1868, is that the longest in the family? Yeah. yeah. That's 1868 yeah. in the one family. You must be so yeah. proud to carry.
That legacy is still. great. Yeah. yeah, it is great to see that. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. great to have it there. Like, you just and it always been better when the women took over. Yeah. <laughs> Why does that surprise you? Why does that surprise you? We'll have to sign off, I'm afraid, because I'm afraid we're just over time. But everyone here in Lisbonan, you were a pleasure this morning. Thanks so much for having us here. Make God, you. you organise the whole thing. So no, thanks very much yeah, for us. No, thank you. And I just want to apologise to those that didn't come, especially the one man, one, one man, one day. 100k yes. Stuart I was to get back to him and I forgot about it That's but a, to all the others good yeah. thanks a million to everyone it was a pleasure uh, so here in Liz Fernan, uh, the latest stop on our village tour we're back to studio thanks Fran thanks Ali uh, what a wonderful piece this morning from Liz Fernan. I enjoyed that so much great to hear F and Eddie the great Eddie Maroney on the radio uh, once again, I have a great time for him indeed. Um, all right. And by the way, if you are living in a village somewhere in Tipperary and you think, yeah, yeah, we, we'd like to be part of that. Well, you'd be very, very welcome indeed if you want to speak to Leanne about it on 1800 or indeed you can email us. That's tiptoday at tipfm.com. News and information is coming.